Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Welcome to Stacking the Box and welcome to the 2023 NFL season. After a long offseason, we are finally back just a couple sleeps away from opening kickoff between the Lions and the Chiefs. It is myself, Ian McMillan, joined by Sterling Holmes. We are back together again after a few weeks. Uh, Sterling, you were off last week. I was off the week before, but NFL season is here, so we are back together again. How are you doing? I missed you. I, 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 I've been distraught every single night. I'm just sitting here going, I wonder what Ian's doing. I've missed him so. <laughs> but we're back, baby, and the NFL is back, as you mentioned, just a couple of nights away. Dude, I can't wait. This is what you wait for. After the Super Bowl ends, you're, you're in this lull. You're in this, this slumber. You're hibernating like a bear. But like a bear, we're getting up, and I cannot wait. Thursday night, Chiefs. Lions, let's get it. Yeah, New Year's to me is not uh, January 1st. It is the first Monday of the football season. So I woke up yesterday. It was basically New Year's for me. It's New Year. Uh, And because, of course, we have 16 games to talk about, we're going to get through all of our uh, thoughts for all 16 games, including opening night between the Chiefs and the Lions, finishing with the Bills and Jets on Monday night football. Uh, Hunter, yes, we did coordinate these outfits uh, it's the last uh, breath of summer. So I guess, uh, at least for me, this is a bit of a summer shirt for me. So might not see it again the rest of the year. Uh, then we're going to finish off the show. We're going to give out a couple of bets as well. Our favorite uh, spread bet, favorite total bet, upset of the week. Uh, and we're going to talk, we're, we're, Sterling, I didn't talk to you about this before the show, but we're going to have a little survivor competition, see who can go further in a survivor pool, just me and you. Maybe we can figure out what we want to put on the line for that. Um, as well. So we're going to give out our survivor picks for week one because uh, it is week one. So all 16 teams are available. If you're in a survivor pool, we'll give out our picks. Um, but before we get into all that, I just mentioned we are going to give out some picks uh, at the end of the show, some bets. And if you want to tail those bets or maybe even go against those bets, I would recommend signing up uh, for an account at Caesar Sportsbook because Caesar Sportsbook is kicking off the NFL season with a new Bet $50, get $250 in bonus bets. It's a limited time offer. New users can sign up using our code FSBETS10GET. A little bit of a complicated code, but you see it right there. I'm going to be honest, it is. You can see it right there on the screen. FSBETS10GET. Uh, and redeem $250 in bonus bets after placing your first wager of $50 on any NFL game. And the best part is that even if your bet loses, you will still receive uh, the bonus bets, $50 in bonus bet credit each week over the next five weeks. So is how it works. So make sure to use our code FSBETS10, get 10 the number. So fsbets one zero get while signing up to have a bet on Caesars every week for the start of the season. That's code FSBETS10, get. Uh, and like I said, the best part is uh, if it loses, you'll still get the $50 bonus bet credits each week. So if you tailor bets, 
Uh, you're not allowed to get mad at us if it loses because you still get the bonus bets. This offer is only available to new customers who are 21 plus and physically present in legal gambling states. Please remember to always gamble responsibly. Check the episode description for the full terms of the offer. Sean, coming in the chat already with a pick. Yeah, so maybe you don't want to tail our picks. Maybe you want to tail this pick from Sean. Butker over two and a half extra points plus Ravens money line over the Texans minus 111. I'm in very specific kicker prop there. I was going to say, you you know, the NFL's back when you have kicker props with money lines, when you have this type of, it's only a two leg parlay, but when you're doing this, you know, the NFL's back. Yes, absolutely. So use that code FS bets, then get (laughs) Caesar Sportsbook. Uh, All right. We are going to start with uh, our first segment that we do uh, every week on the show. Biggest winners and losers from this past week. Uh, Sterling, why don't you start us off? Um, I'm seeing in the notes here, you're giving yourself the biggest winner of the week. Yeah, yeah, it, it's me. I, I won my golf trip. I got a drink out of the nice trophy. It's like a miniature Stanley Cup. Uh, you'll be uh, happy to know that I wore American flag pants because I had to give it to you, my Canadian friend. Um you know, given the business, looking like a little John Daly out there. Uh, that's not my real biggest winner, although I do feel like a winner. Uh, it's going to be the bars. The bars are the biggest winners with Thursday night football happening and a lot of cable providers yet to come with a deal. The bars are the biggest winners. Everyone's going to be flocking to them. It's going to be a party. Beers will be flowing. Cheers will be had. Bets will be made and bars will be thriving. This is a great part of the year. Um, I love going to bars typically for Thursday night football. I won't because the team I love and cover, the Chiefs will be playing. So I'll be in my man cave taking notes and watching that. But most Thursday night football games, I go to the bars because I, for one, I'm a frugal man. And I also don't understand economics to the point where I'm not paying the extra $7 a month to get Thursday night football on Amazon or whatever it's going to be on. I will pay the extra 35 to go to a bar and enjoy myself. So you know, maybe bad economics, but I'm here supporting the economy. So I'm going with the best winner, the bars. Yeah, I, I, I think that's a fair winner. Was your golf event, was, did you win just yourself or was it a team event? Uh, both, both. I went oh, two and one. You won the individual one too. Yeah, I went two and one. Yeah, I went two and one in individual play and then my team won. It was, uh, it was seven on seven, so 14 of us. Uh, my biggest winner of the week, I know this is <clears throat> mostly an NFL show, our college football show is Wednesdays uh, with Reed and Cody, but I do want to shout out my, because football has been happening before the NFL season started college football, uh, Deion Sanders in Colorado, I think, are the biggest winners of the week in the uh, football world as a whole. A lot of people doubted Deion Sanders in Colorado, myself included. Uh, I didn't end up doing it, but I planned on placing a very big bet on Colorado to go under their win total. Glad I didn't. Uh, because they looked fantastic, upset the uh, T- upset TCU in week one last weekend. Uh, TCU just played the national championship game. So shout out to Deion Sanders in Colorado. Do you believe? Definitely going to be the most exciting college football team to watch this year. So I handed to them. I was wrong. Oh, do you believe? I, I guess you have to. Dude, it's been one game. I love Dion. I'm wow. Rooting. Okay. I'm, okay. Rooting, I'm rooting for Dion. I, he, he's a, a fun dude. Like he's out there, he's enjoyable to listen to to watch. I'm not gonna lie, his, his the antics post game were not ideal. It, it came off. The media's not their job's not to be a cheerleader. The job is to have objective reporting. Right. They have what 53 new dudes. Of yep. course, it's gonna be they're over unders three and a half. Yeah, of course, there's gonna be some people who are skeptical. 
That's right. totally normal. It's also been one game against a TCU team that's lost literally like everyone on their roster. Complete overhaul. I get it, sure. man. TCU was great last year. It's a new year. I'm rooting for Dion. I think Colorado is going to be a lot better than people thought they were going to be going into this year. But at the same point, it's one game, and the media's job is not to be cheerleaders. I thought that was a little bit soft. Yeah, don't disagree with that. But uh, I was so loud and adamant that they're going to be like the worst team in the entire country this season that I I myself feel like I got to at least hand it to them. Even if the rest of their season goes how people originally expected and they finished with like four wins, I still think it's a, a successful season after that week one game. There we go. Uh, biggest loser. Biggest loser I have are all the holdouts. Chris Jones, Brian Burns, Bosa, uh, Jonathan Taylor. This is just frustrating it's it's not good for the game of football it's not good for the fans I don't know about you I think I probably say this every single year so I'm sure I'm wrong but it feels like there's more big name holdouts this year than any year before now I know people in 1993 said the same thing when Emmett Smith held out for two games right so this goes back but it just feels like so many big name especially defensive players have been holding out I don't know when deals will get done. Um, it's it's very frustrating for the fans. I get the players' perspective as well, but you're seeing these mammoth contracts. You, you see the NFL also to, to to the point. You know the salary cap has been rising year after year. There, there's just this line of who's in the right, who's in the wrong. Are the agents starting to get a little bit uh, over their skis, if you will? Um, you know, you're seeing Justin Jefferson and the reports of Joe Burrow, you know, they're, they're going to get new contracts or there have been reports that the contracts that they have been offered have been, you know, record setting. Take that for, for what you will. Um, I'm just intrigued to see where this goes because of every single team has, let's say, two or three guys who have this mammoth amount of money. What's left over to pay the rest of the 50 dudes on the active roster? Uh, there's a very fine line between players' success, team success, and just getting the bag, if you will. So uh, all these holdouts, this is the biggest loser for me. Yeah, I hate it because the holdout talk is supposed to be about the offseason. Once the season starts, one side or the other should have budged by now. Get those holdouts figured out. Get those contract disputes figured out, and let's play some football. Because I'm holdouts is what we talk about all offseason. I'm sick of holdouts. Yeah. Uh, my biggest loser is me because I'm trying to figure out what I need to do to watch football this year. Because now it's on YouTube. Is that what I need to sign up for now? Is you something on Sunday? I think it's NFL Sunday ticket on YouTube to watch football. But what about primetime? Is that on YouTube or do I got to sign up for eight different cable networks for that? I'm not old. I'm 30 years old. I shouldn't be this confused on how I, how to watch football. Dude, I'm, I'm 29 and streaming services blow my mind. I'm a cable man through and through and it's not working. So I, I am perplexed. I am with you. I will also say I like the fact that I had biggest winner me biggest loser you put you um i don't know if there's something there if there's some psychological uh thing we need to get into here but uh, there is something there i think that's kind of kind of fascinating yeah i noticed that too yeah it's pretty funny jekyll and hyde <laughs> now what what would be the smart thing for me to do would be to figure out this streaming thing today and like sign up for nfl sunday take it on youtube today but i'm not going to no you I'm will wait try five to postpone the game until, thursday correct. yeah yes yeah. 
and then yell at the TV um, and say, why is this And then this it's happening? not going to work, and it's, yeah, yeah it's going to be a disaster. No, 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 you know how this goes down. Everyone, no one is going to actually play, and then Thursday comes around, you're going to expect it to be resolved. It won't be resolved. You'll be yelling at your TV. You'll be calling your cable company. Let's just call it Spectrum. Um, and you're just screaming and angry and upset. Uh, and no, it's not from personal experience. Of course not. This is obviously just a complete random hypothetical. Of course. Absolutely. Yeah, of course it is. Yeah. All right. Let's get into the biggest storyline. Right. <laughs> biggest storyline. Thursday night, opening out of football. Banner will be getting raised as the game heads to Arrowhead. Kansas City Chiefs hosting the Detroit Lions, a feisty Detroit team. A team that I think a lot of folks around the NFL, a lot of people in the media are expecting to take that next step. Maybe in the ilk of the Jacksonville Jaguars of last year. A team that you saw some progress. You saw something there. Jacksonville made the playoffs last year. I think the hope is for the Detroit Lions to make the playoffs this year. Just initial thought process here. What are you looking forward to here? Well, I, I'm interested in getting your thoughts on this game more than my own, obviously, because you're a Chiefs guy. Uh, so you're going to have a little bit more to say about this game than I will. But my main thing is all I can hope for as a huge fan of the NFL and this being opening uh, kickoff of this year's NFL season is a repeat of the last time that the uh, that Patrick Mahomes and Jared Goff played against each other because that was 2018, I believe. Uh, Rams, Chiefs, when Jared Goff was on the Rams. One of the greatest NFL games of all time, especially in the regular season. 105 total points uh, were scored, I, I believe, is 105, or was it 55-52? I don't know. It was a lot of points. Over 100 points were scored. Uh, it was an unbelievable game. It was like a Big 12 college football game, but in an NFL setting. If we can get somewhere even close to that kind of game, it's going to be a good start to the season. So that's what I'm rooting for the most. Um, but I'm interested to hear your thoughts as a Chiefs fan, how you feel about their chances against this Lions team. They are six and a half point favorites, sizable favorites, but not over that magic number of seven. Um, so are you scared of the Lions offense? Because the Lions did have one of the best offenses in the NFL last year. Yeah, I've been saying for a while now, this Lions team is is feisty, but they're not just feisty and a good story. It's not just Campbell biting kneecaps. Like they, It's not just a rah-rah type of team. They were top five in a lot of offensive categories, points, yards, uh, and if you want to get a little more analytical, DVOA. Uh, the Lions are a really good offensive team. No Chris Jones, Legereus Snee, the, the Chiefs' best corner, has been – Injured a lot. He is supposed to be a go for this game, but how much is he going to play? That remains to be seen. I'm really high on this Chiefs defense as a whole, but the caveat was with Chris Jones. Not only that, Charles Aminahu, maybe their second best edge rusher, uh, as well as he's phenomenal rushing the quarterback from the inside, he's missing the first six games of the season. So the Chiefs have a banged-up defense going against a, what was an electric offense last year. Obviously, the Lions will be without one of their best wide receivers in their own, wide, uh, in their own right based on a betting scandal, which, by the way, players, can we stop betting? You're making so much money in the NFL. Leave the betting to us degenerates. You go out there and score the touchdown, okay? We can't score touchdowns in an NFL game. Our best thing we can do is bet and guess who will score touchdowns in an NFL game. Stop betting players. But I'm expecting a really high-scoring game in this one. The Lions defense was 
incredibly bad last year. I think they had a good draft. I think they're going to be better this year defensively. But against the Kansas City Chiefs, come on now. This is the best offense in the NFL. In my opinion, this is going to be an absolute shootout. Great for the NFL. Great for the opening night. And I think the Chiefs come away with a victory. Yeah, I think it was a great selection uh, for the opening game of the NFL season. Uh, should be absolute fireworks. I am going to back the Chiefs in this one. I just don't have a lot of faith in the Lions defense. I think there's a higher likelihood that their offense takes a step back than their defense takes a significant step forward. So um, I will say, though, about the Chiefs, just one more betting angle for the Chiefs. As good as they have been the past number of seasons since Patrick Mahomes took over as quarterback in the Super Bowls and their win-loss record. They actually aren't a good team at covering spreads, which makes me a little bit nervous backing them with a six-and-a-half-point spread in this game. Uh, I have the record here, only 26-32-1 against the spread since 2020. Um, so not great spread numbers for the Chiefs, but I'm going to back them here in week one. I think they're just a little bit too much for the Lions to handle. It, one thing I have been saying is the Detroit Lions – they are trying to prove that this is not a fluke, that right. last year was not just a one-off, that that was a stepping stone, again, in the ilk of the Jacksonville Jaguars. What I'm intrigued about, at least with some of the storylines here, there's a lot of fireworks, if you will, going around when you raise the banner. The Chiefs have played the Patriots a few years ago. That was Kareem Hunt's rookie year. Kareem Hunt fumbled, but then the Chiefs did not look back and they came away with a huge victory in Foxborough, right? They, at that point, the Chiefs were kind of in the Lions boat where it was like, hey, we want to prove that we are legit. And the Chiefs never looked back from that aspect, from that game. That was the jumping off point for them. The Detroit Lions are trying to prove the same thing. So if you want to see some parallels, I think that Detroit Lions team, if you're a Chiefs fan, you might be a little nervous saying, hey, there's a lot going on these banner nights. You're out there celebrating. You're having fun. Look what we did last year. You can't rest on your laurels. You can't go out there and celebrate. There's a game to be played. What I will say is Travis Kelsey basically said, that stuff's for the fans. That's for the Chiefs organization. That's for Clark Hunt. That's for the Hunt family. We as players, we understand there's more at stake here. And you've noticed Mahomes and a lot of these Chiefs players who've been around now, they understand what three championships means. It's a dynasty. They've all looked towards this three. The second one is, okay, we're not a one-off. We got our second one. But the three makes it a dynasty. That's been the talk all offseason. So I don't think they're going to be resting on their laurels. The Detroit Lions, that defense better watch out. Uh, will Travis Kelsey be uh, sucker puncher, punching any of uh, his fellow teammates this week in practice? Uh, bad call. That's called uh, good leadership. That's called uh, getting physical in practice, making sure your team's getting physical for the Lions, too. By the way, the Lions have been known to be a very physical team, especially against Kansas City. Going back a few years now, there was a massive amount of fumbles a couple of years ago. And the Lions were not a good team, but they made that game very close against Kansas City because they go to the whistle. They peanut punch the ball. They game tackle. Um, if you're Travis Kelsey, that was some preparation. So uh, I'm excited to see how the up to the whistle plays out. That's wild spin zone. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. 
And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Um, all right, are you ready to move on to Sunday's games? Hey, let's do it, man. All right, first one up. Uh, which I think might be the most intriguing uh, game on Sunday's early afternoon slate is the 49ers and the Steelers. Now, you'd think after the season the, Ste- the 49ers had last year, they'd be massive favorites, only two-and-a-half-point favorites in Pittsburgh over under 41. Um, what do you think about the Steelers and 49ers team? Um, and I will say, actually, Sterling, I haven't talked to you since uh, the Trey Lance trade, so maybe we can – uh, talk about that right now as well, because you on record a big Trey Lance believer, not even in San Francisco anymore. Brock Purdy seems to be their guy. Trey Lance now second string at best, third string at worst, and Dallas for the Cowboys. Tough look as a Trey Lance defender. I'm in pain. Um, I plead the fifth. Um, <laughs> no questions at this time. Uh, yeah, it's not good. No, it's not good. I, I don't really know what San Fran's plan was there, though, because he still has the most upside. I think you kind of know what you have in Brock Purdy. He doesn't have the strongest arm. He was not good under pressure, although you can make the case that as he progresses in the NFL, a lot of times under pressure you can get um, – you, you can grow there. You can see some improvement there. I'm just still not sold on Brock Purdy. That seems like you drafted and traded up to get Trey Lance for a reason. You drafted Brock Purdy there for a reason uh, in the seventh round, Mister. Like one year, I need to see more of. Especially a dude coming off of an injury doesn't matter. I like the uh, the 49ers in this game. I know a lot of people are super high on the Steelers, and I think the Steelers take a step forward this year. But I don't understand this. The Steelers might win the AFC North, or the Steelers are making the playoffs. That to me seems overboard. I like the over in this game, but I like the Niners covering as well. Yeah, both these teams are, to me, teams that I need to see uh, play in a few games before I can really kind of get a feel of what these teams are going to be. Obviously, question marks the quarterback for both. Number one, is Brock Purdy going to be able to repeat the amount of success he had last season? Number two, for the Steelers, can Kenny Pickett take a step forward after last year and really become the quarterback of the future for the Steelers? We need a few games to determine that. Uh, I do actually kind of like lean the Steelers a little bit in this one uh, cup. The 49ers do have some issues. Number one, George Kittle, at least last I saw dealing with some injuries. He's questionable for this week. Uh, Nick Bosa, you mentioned earlier, uh, one of the guys who's holding out. So he might not be playing. Um, so I think that kind of gives the edge, at least when it comes to covering the spread slightly to the Steelers at home. Uh, also, I've just bet against the Steelers a lot over the past few years, and it just has not worked out well for me. I just need to accept that Mike Tomlin is one of the best coaches in the NFL, and he's going to get the most out of his team. Uh, so I'm actually going to kind of lean the Steelers in this one, but I, I, I think the 49ers are going to be a very public team this week. Are you on board with the Steelers taking this massive step forward? Are you on board with Kenny Pickett having a breakout season? Because I like some of the things that Kenny Pickett does, some of the things that actually separates him from Brock Purdy. He's not scared to throw the rock down the field. He's not scared to try and make a big play. Under pressure, he's still keeping his eyes downfield. Some of the things that Kenny Pickett possesses, some of those skills, I'm a fan of, but I'm also not a fan of the excuses the nonstop excuses of, well, you know, that almost wasn't intercepted. I'm like, yeah, but it was. Like, I like the fact he tries to push the ball downfield. But when you have Deontay Johnson and and George Pickens and uh, Pat Fryermuth, like you have some guys underneath as well. 
Use him. Not everything needs to be a big play. If he reels that in, I think he takes a step forward. But I don't know your thoughts on Kenny Pickett in general here. Yeah, I flip flop back and forth on Kenny Pickett. I think at the end of the year last year, I wasn't high on him. I kind of liked what I've seen and heard from him so far in, in training camp. Although who knows, that might mean absolutely nothing. Uh, I do got to shout out Bumpa BB in the chat saying people just like the Steelers because George Pickens is a freak. One of the most talented receivers I've seen. High praise for George Pickens. Um, he definitely did make some flashy plays last season, though. Um, no, but I, I don't, I don't know, I, I don't know. I, I flip flop back and forth uh, on Kenny Pickett. I will say one thing about the Steelers that I think we should all keep an eye on. Uh, and if there's anyone out there who hasn't done their fantasy draft yet, I think by the halfway point of the season, Najee Harris is not going to be the starting running back in on that team. I think it's going to be Jalen Warren. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't like Najee Harris whatsoever. He has now had two straight seasons of being the workhorse back for the Pittsburgh Steelers, and he has not produced whatsoever. Um, 3.9 yards per carry in his rookie season, 3.8 yards per carry last season. That ain't going to get it done. You're not going to hold on to the starting running back spot, getting double-digit carries a game, averaging fewer than four yards a carry. So uh, I like Jalen Warren to take over that role by the halfway point of the season. But... I like I said, I flip flop back and forth in the Steelers offense. Right now, my mind is that they are going to take a significant step forward this year. But who knows? Buccaneers against the Vikings. Vikings six point favorites over under 45 and a half. I am not as low on the Buccaneers as a lot of people are. I don't I'm going to say something crazy and you're going to laugh. But I don't think Baker Mayfield is actually that big of a drop-off from last year's version of Tom Brady. Which I I know, because it kind of sounds like I'm saying Baker Mayfield's almost as good as Tom Brady. But I'm saying last year's version of Tom Brady, because Tom Brady was not peak Tom Brady last year. And I'm just, I, I, I'm a Baker Mayfield defender. I just keep thinking if he's going to end up in the right situation, Baker Mayfield's going to be a good quarterback. Um, is he... Is he the same level as Tom Brady last year? Absolutely not. But we're talking about a team that people talked about as being a potential Super Bowl contender last year um, to this year being one of the worst teams in the NFL when really the only significant change was they're going from Tom Brady to Baker Mayfield. I don't no, think it's no, that no, big no, of no, a no, gap. No, 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 no. Come on, come on. Yeah, yeah. Have you seen the offensive line? The offensive line's tough. The offensive line's not. No, it's situation. one of the worst offensive lines in football. I mean, they went into last year thinking they were going to have, again, one of the better offensive lines in football. This is brutal, man. Like, I know they had some guys back. They had a guy, they had a center retire. Their their left tackle, who was really good until last year because of injury, is now a Kansas City Chief. I I like Tristan Wirfs as much as the next guy. But come on now. That offensive line is brutal. Defensively, they did not improve. Their linebackers took a little bit of a step back last year. Um, Yeah, man, I think this Bucs team is bad. I, I think they're buns. I think their offense might be better as far as they have Mike Evans, Chris Godwin and Baker Mayfield, I get that stuff, but they're not a good team. Like that offensive line, if you, if you don't have time to throw the ball downfield, good luck, Mike Evans. Yes, sure. I guess where where I was kind of going with that is I st- they're not a playoff team. They're not. They're probably not going to win the NFC South or even be in contention. But they're a six point underdog right now to a Vikings team that had one of the worst defenses in the NFL last year. I know they got Brian Flores. Um, they were the most overperforming team last year. They had a negative point differential and then somehow won 13 games. I just don't see where you can get to a six point spread with the Vikings. Should the Vikings be favored? Yes. By six points? Absolutely not. So I actually kind of like the Buccaneers in this spot. And once again, 
I kind of like Baker Mayfield this whole season. I think he might have a little bit of a resurgence. So you and I disagree already on, on two games. I'm taking the okay. Vikings to cover the six. I also like the over again in this one. Um, I, the Vikings offense is so good. And you mentioned the Vikings defense is, uh, is wet paper. So um, I think that has me as the over in all three games so far that we've talked about. Chiefs, Steelers, and Vikings. I, I have three overs so far. Life's too short to bet the under. That's that. That's what people say. That's what people say. Um, okay, there you go. All right, Titans, Saints, Saints, three point favorites over under forty one. Uh, it pains me to do this, but I like this. Th- this is a game between two of my three least favorite teams in the NFL, the Saints and the Titans. So I, I, I hope I don't have to watch a single second of this game. Um, but I will uh, take the Saints to win in cover just because the Titans have nobody. What, what are the Titans going to do offensively? And last year, I did think the Saints were better than the record. They had the second uh, worst average turnover differential per game at minus 0. 0.6. Uh, and I think that cost them a few games. But uh, outside of the turnovers and lack of takeaways, they're actually a, a pretty solid team. Whereas the Titans have nothing this year. They're going to hand the ball to Derrick Henry another 25 times. Teams can stack the box against them. They have DeAndre Hopkins is not going to be a difference maker this year. Uh, Ryan Tannehill still throwing the ball. I have no faith in the Titans whatsoever, so I guess I will have to take the Saints. The more I talk myself into the the Tennessee Titans, at least like looking at them, the more I think they're not as bad as people think they are. Oh, I think this, I think the Saints are going to be decent this year because I think Derek Carr is one of the more underrated quarterbacks in the NFL. Uh, they got a good wide receiving core, and it just they're, they're a well built team. That Saints team in a horrible division. The Titans have perpetually done better than what people think they are going to do. Mike Vrabel is a damn good coach. They've tried to get better on the offensive line, drafting Peter Skaronsky, you know, 10th overall. Um, Ryan Tannehill, for all the all the crap that he's gotten, and trust me, I've given him some too. It's a roller coaster. It's a Ryan Tannehill thrill. You have no idea if it's going to be good or if it's going to be bad. You've seen some high points with him. I mean, he he's a NFL starting quarterback. Not a good one. But he, he is a NFL starting quarterback, I think the same as Baker Mayfield. Yeah, DeAndre Hopkins isn't what he was, but he was still pretty good in his limited time playing last year for Arizona. That wasn't Kyler Murray throwing him the ball. That was a plethora of backups throwing him the ball. So if you want to say that he can maybe still be pretty solid, I'll buy it. Uh, and then Traylon Burks have been pretty high on. Um, I, I think he'll have a nice bounce back year. That again, haven't even talked about Derrick Henry. I think the Titans are going to be a pretty decent team this year. I don't know what they do week one. I'll probably take the Saints winning this game, but I wouldn't touch the minus three. I think it's going to be a, a really close matchup. Uh, disagree. Uh, Sean says, I think Malik will be starting by week five. Give me Joe Flacco over Ryan. <laughs> I don't know about that. That might be that might be a little bit of a stretch. Um, yeah, I, I'll they take have the number one seed in the AFC with Ryan Tannehill as a starting quarterback. Like yeah, they were one of the most fraudulent number one seeds of all time. I'm history. with you. We stunk. all knew that. But that we're not stunk. talking playoffs right now. I don't think the Titans are going to make the playoffs or win a playoff game. But we're talking regular season. Mike Vrabel's a damn good head coach. They've done it in the regular season with Ryan Tannehill. Is all I'm saying. And now they have DeAndre Hopkins, and they have Traylon Burks. They have that tight end whose last name I always butcher. I just don't think they're as bad as people think they are. Hmm. I think they're terrible. 
Well, now it seems like there's going to be a bet sometime next week that you and I are going to have to make. Uh, All right, Jaguars-Colts plus five over under 45. Yeah, I love the Jaguars in the spot. I'm very high on the Jaguars, very low on the Colts. I bet on the Colts to have the worst record in the regular season this year. Uh, I thought they should have sat Anthony Richardson for a little bit. I think he's too raw to be starting in week one. He didn't really impress me in the preseason all that much. They don't really have a lot on defense. They don't really have a lot of on offense. I think this Colts team uh, already has some turmoil between the owner and the players. I think this team is going to be a dumpster fire this season. Whereas the Jaguars are going to take another step forward. No reason uh, why they won't. Team that uh, was the, one of the better teams in the second half of the NFL season last year. Trevor Lawrence took huge steps forward. Uh, Doug Peterson has proven to be the coach they're hoping they're getting when they signed him to be their head coach. Also, you're throwing Calvin Ridley in the mix now on offense. So I'm, I'm kind of surprised it's only a five-point spread. I will take the Jaguars. I like the Jags as well for everything you just laid out. I also like the under in this game. 45 is the over under. I don't see the Colts scoring that many points. I just don't. Um, You know, even if they score, let's say 14, that leaves 31 for the Jags to score. You think they do that? You think they run the clock out? Uh, I like the under personally in this game. Don't know your thoughts, but just got to bring this back up because you brought up my train land stuff. Uh, Didn't you have Matt Ryan as uh, MVP last year in the Colts? having a deep run in the playoffs? Yeah, I picked uh, Matt Ryan MVP, and I picked the Colts to make it to the Super Bowl, but uh, we're on to okay. 2023. Uh-huh. No, no, I, just want, I, I picked a Colts make versus sure. Rams Super Bowl last year. It's my worst. It, I'll never make a worse Super Bowl prediction than Colts versus Rams last year. No, no, you won't. That was impressive. It's imp- um, almost impossible, actually. No, I think it is impossible, actually. I'm uh, I'm impressed by that, but you brought Trey Lance, so you know, just have to be fair and, and bring well, up the- Trey Lance is the present Colts Super Bowls last year. Oh, is that what we're going with now? Yeah. Okay. We're on to 2023. Mm. Is mm. Trey Lance even the backup in Dallas or is he practice squad? Oh, come on now. He's taking over for Dak at some point this year. Is uh, Rush? I don't know. I don't know if he's been in Cooper Rush. Texans, Ravens. Ravens, 10-point favorites over for under 44. Uh, I generally like to stay away from huge spreads in week one in terms of back in the favorites, just because weird things happen in week one. And these are kind of teams that we obviously haven't seen in regular season before, because every single team has made some changes, but in this spot, I'm going to lay the 10 points with the Ravens. I think this is a nightmare matchup for the Texans with a rookie quarterback, CJ Stroud, who did not look good in preseason, Uh, a rookie head coach in D'Amico Ryans. And now they're going up against the Ravens who have historically done very well in week one. Uh, since taking over as uh, head coach, uh, Harbaugh is 11-4 and four against the spread in week one. Um, so they always come out strong. Like I said, I think it's a nightmare matchup for the Texans. People's thoughts on the Ravens' defense, Sterling. I'm interested to hear your thoughts on their defense. I think they're going to be an extremely good unit this season. They may be a little weak at corner, but other than that, I think the Ravens are going to be an extremely strong defense, whereas some people think they're going to be like a bottom 10 defense in the NFL. So... It's going to be interesting to see how their defense uh, shakes out, but I like the Ravens quite a bit here as 10-point favorites. I think their defense is average this year. There's so many question marks on that defense right now. Uh, Losing a ton of guys, a lot of turnover. Um, Don't think they're going to be elite defensively, but I think they'll be fine. Uh, Their offense I'm I'm really intrigued about because Lamar Jackson now finally has – legitimate wide receivers, legitimate talent on the offense. Uh, the Ravens, I think, are going to be pretty good offensively. Uh, they have a, a new OC who should open up the playbook a little bit more. That's very exciting to see. And as you mentioned, they do very well week one 
especially against the spread, and especially when it comes to covering against horrible teams. Texans are a horrible team. Again, I think they're building the right way. I've said that time and time again. The Texans are building the right way. They're just not there yet. I think the the Ravens covered this game, even though it is 10 points. Um, If they won by 17, they won by 20, I would not be surprised at all. Yeah, totally agree. We agree on this one. Wow, what a world. Mm. Uh, Bengals, Browns, Browns, plus two and a half over under 47 and a half. Yeah, I don't want to touch a side on this one. I'm going to bet on the total instead because I don't trust either offense. Uh, We saw what happened with Joe Burrow last season when he didn't play in the preseason and not to mention he's still questionable. I think he's expected to play this week, but we saw what happened last year when he uh, didn't play in the preseason and the Bengals were not good to start the year. Joe Burrow specifically not good, good. He threw a million interceptions to start the year. So I don't have a lot of faith back in the Bengals, and also I don't have a lot of faith in backing uh, the Browns with Deshaun Watson, who completed, I think, 58% of passes in his six starts last season. Uh, Obviously, they have Nick Chubb, but I don't want to back the Browns until Deshaun Watson can show me that he can be the quarterback that he was back with uh, when he was with the Texans. So I don't trust either offense in this game. Um, So by default, I will take the under. Sean in the chats is Browns by 14. Um, is Sean, Sean, are you a Browns fan would be my, Bold. guess. Bold. um, I'll, I'll take the under in this game. I, I need to see both offenses produce at a high rate before I'm willing to back hundred percent. I could not agree more with the under in this one. Weird that you and I are agreeing right here, but you mentioned Joe Burrow without the preseason. He was bad. He was, he was bad to start the, the season last year. I would assume would probably see a little bit of the same here. Um, yeah. the Browns, man, from everything I've heard from people I've talked to, Deshaun Watson hasn't looked good in camp either. He he does not look like he's back to the guy who was putting up huge numbers in Houston. So, as you mentioned, until I see it with him, even though my fantasy football team needs to have it, okay, um, someone had to draft him because uh, you didn't draft Deshaun Watson very late. Very, I don't draft a quarterback until like the very end of the. Don't don't give me that face, okay? Yeah, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not proud of it. But who am I going to draft? Him or, or Ryan Tannehill? Well, Ryan Danhill. I like to have morals when I draft my fantasy football teams. Oh, oh, really? Okay. Yeah, no, no, sure. Yeah, yeah. I'm I'm sure you do. You ought to have a good locker room presence in there. Oh, on fantasy football? Yeah, there's money involved. Important. Okay, sure. Yeah, no, I I didn't say I'm happy about it. Didn't say I'm happy about it. But, yeah, I better not see you ever drafting anyone with a domestic violence dispute or anything ever again, okay? And your fantasy football team better be a – um, not doing no that. criminal records on my fantasy football teams. I I would like the first to see thing it. I look for. I would like to see it. Uh, all right, next game: uh, Cardinals, Commanders, Commanders minus seven over under thirty eight. So we have heard all off season about how bad uh, the Arizona Cardinals are. Um, they released Colt McCoy, Joshua Dobbs, who they just signed or traded for last week or the week before is now is going to be their starting quarterback. It looks like uh, who knows when Kyler Murray is going to come back. They traded away Isaiah Simmons uh, amongst other players. It looks like they're tanking on purpose. So why in the world would they ever be able to compete in week one against the commanders? To me, that makes the Cardinals the most obvious bet in the world. When everyone else is zigging and it shows like, and and zigging looks like the obvious answer, you got a zag. Are the Cardinals going to win this game? I'm not going to be bold enough to say that, but we're talking about a touchdown spread. 
Seven-point spread in favor of a commander's team who had some turmoil themselves in the preseason when uh, Ron Rivera completely threw his uh, offensive coordinator, Eric Bieniemy under the bus. Who knows what Sam Howell's going to look like this season. I will take the Cardinals plus seven easily. Uh, you have to do it. It seemed, It's too obvious to take the commanders. you got to take the Cardinals. I have the exact same thought process, man. I go, am I going to be surprised if the Cardinals win this game? And I go, you know, I don't think you should be. Every time you think a team is completely out of it, you think they're just they're just buns. No chance. What do they do? Surprise you. Win. Yes. They win. I don't think they win necessarily, but I wouldn't be surprised. I, I'm, I'm with you. The commanders aren't a good team. I'm not betting this game. I'm not touching this game. Because the Cardinals are so bad, if they got blown out 31 to 0, I also wouldn't be surprised. I'd say, okay, I overthought this. You and I, we should have gone with the zigs instead of trying to zag. I'm not touching this game spread-wise. This is just two bad teams going at it. Yeah, it's an ugly one. Yeah. Uh, This is probably one I will not be watching a ton of. Uh, Panthers, Falcons. Falcons, minus three and a half, over under 39 and a half. Yeah, the Falcons are going to win this game. Uh, I mean, I've been talking up uh, the Falcons all offseason long. I keep saying about how improved their defense is going to be, about how Desmond Ritter is a future Super Bowl MVP. Um, but am I going to cut, get, bet on them to cover three and a half points? <laughs> I'm too nervous. I can't do it. Yeah, when uh, money's involved, what happens to Ian? Those big talks turn into small little barks. No, I did place a very sizable bet on them to make the playoffs, but... When if for those who are kind of new to betting on the NFL, there are magic numbers, and the two biggest, most magic numbers are three and seven. Uh, obviously, because a field goal is three, a touchdown, and an extra point is seven. Six is a little bit more of a magic number now that extra points are further out than they used to be. Uh, another magic number would be 10, a touchdown, and a field goal. But when you cross those key numbers, specifically three and seven, that's a huge leap. It is a huge leap to take a team at minus three and a half as opposed to two and a half. Uh, that one point can make a massive difference. If the Falcons were minus two and a half, I would be taking the Falcons. Um, so I'm actually going to bet the under in this game. It's a very low total. Actually, I think it might be uh, the it is the second lowest total on the board, 39 and a half. Only the Cardinals and Commanders have a lower total. I'm going to take the under because of the reason uh, that I've been hyping up the Falcons all offseason is just how improved their defense is. Uh, David Onyemata, they got Bud Dupree. Jesse Bates from the Bengals was obviously the big offseason signing for them. Uh, Kalias Campbell is going to be a veteran presence out there. This defense is a completely brand new unit. They had a starting linebacker uh, from last season who they just straight up released uh, in training camp. That's how uh, much turnover this defense has seen. I think it's going to be a much improved uh, defense. And then we don't really know what we're going to get from Bryce Young. Uh, not a fantastic preseason, probably the best uh, – preseason of the rookie quarterbacks but still not super impressive they have some offensive line issues and i do kind of like the panthers defense as well so i'm going to just go with the under yeah because you don't know what you have in desmond ritter either well uh, we did see that him for four games and he once again did not throw an interception did he throw how many touchdowns two i think <laughs> a couple yeah, okay. he's explosive explosive um i'll have the falcons winning this game but i don't feel good about it both teams aren't great. The Falcons just have a very, very easy schedule that's going to keep them afloat in the playoff hunt. But, man, yeah, I like this question from Sean. How how will the Falcons even use Kyle Pitts? Like, 
Is he going to be used as George Kittle, where he's going to be blocking half the time? Yeah. Is he going to be used like Travis Kelsey, where he's going to be, uh, you know, lined up being the focal point of the offense the majority of the time? I have no idea what the Falcons' offensive game plan looks like. They they had a thousand yard rusher last year, and they decided, hey, that's not enough. Let's bring in another running back early on, top ten draft pick. I mean, that just seems asinine. Cordell Patterson is still there. Um, I think. Yeah. Get, yeah. I, well. Cordero, Cordero Patterson, I don't think he's going to be much of a factor this year. I think he's going to be mostly used as a returner. I think he's going to kind of take a step back. Uh, Kyle Pitts, though, I would encourage people to go to my Twitter feed at Ian MacBets, and I tweeted out an article on August 30th on bloggingdirty.com, which is the fan-sided uh, Falcons website. And the title is Bet on Kyle Pitts to reestablish himself as a top tight end in the NFL. So that's how I think about Kyle Pitts. I think at the end of the year, he's a top three tight end in the entire league. And in that article, I, tw- I added in a tweet from at Kyle underscore Borg where he shows um, a compilation of all of the times that Marcus Mariota missed a, a wide open Kyle Pitts last year. And it is a comedy of errors. The amount of times Kyle Pitts was wide open last year and Marcus Mariota just straight up missed him is disgusting to watch back um, now a year later. So Desmond Ritter will not miss Kyle Pitts as much as uh, Marcus Mariota did. And sportsbooks, if you want to back it with your money like I am, have his receiving yards total at 675 yards. He had over 1,000 yards in his rookie season. And now, two years later, you're going to set his his receiving total at 675. That's an insult. That's blasphemous. I'll take the over on that, and I think Kyle Pitts is going to be top three tight end in the NFL this year. So that's how I feel Bold. about Pitts this year. Bold. Ian, I like seeing Swiss in the chat. Through. Ritter, it's... R-I-D-D-E-R, but that's okay. I'll for, forgive you for that. Is my go-to third late quarterback pick for, for any best ball drafts. I'm in four fantasy leagues. Desmond Ritter is on all four of those teams. Homer. Uh, all right. Eagles, Patriots, Patriots plus four over under 45. What do you got here? Eagles. I, one of the things I'm looking for most uh, this NFL season is the implosion of the New England Patriots. I think I've said this before. The, uh, Bill Belichick, I think, will either uh, resign and walk away or he'll resign uh, at the end of the season, a.k.a. fired. I think the Patriots are going to implode. Mac Jones is going to look terrible. They have no offensive weapons. Their defense is going to be as good as people think. Uh, so I'll take the defending NFC champs in a blowout. Yeah, I like the Eagles. I like him crushing the Patriots as well. I don't know about the whole Bill Belichick stuff you're bringing up here, but that team's not good. That roster's not good. I'm not a fan of Mac Jones. Those reports about Juju Smith-Schuster's knee are very alarming. They don't have great wide receivers. Um, It's just not a good roster. The only reason why I think they have any chance of winning seven games is because of Bill Belichick and what he can do, especially defensively. Uh, but offensively, they're going to struggle to, sc- uh, to score points. I think the Eagles are legitimately good. Uh, I like the Eagles uh, covering that that spread for sure. Uh, next game, Dolphins, Chargers. Chargers minus three, over under 51. A lot of points on the board here. Yeah, I like the Dolphins. Um, I think the Chargers are entering the season a little bit overrated once again. Don't forget, they allowed teams to uh average 5.4 yards per carry against them on the ground last year the chargers defense is bad especially their inability to stop the run so i'm going to take the dolphins i like the dolphins i like to uh i'm a tua defender um i'll i'll take the dolphins in the spot it's it's a hard game to call it could go anything could happen in this game and i wouldn't be shocked i like the dolphins in this one the dolphins started off the season last year very strong when tua was healthy tua was healthy yes to start of the season 
I like the Dolphins in this one. I don't think there's any question about it. The Chargers, I think, are uh, a good team. There's a reason you're not hearing a lot of hype about them. People are starting to realize what they are. I know they got, you know, Quentin Johnson, the, the wide receiver from TCU and all that, or, uh, for all that stuff. I get it. That's fine. Fine and dandy. Is he going to play that much? Was that the real issue the Chargers had last year? No, that wasn't the issue the Chargers right. had last year. The, the issue was they dumped the ball down to Austin Eckler 4,000 times last year. They didn't use Justin Herbert the way they should have used Justin Herbert. I know they got a new, a new OC, but until I see it, until I see it, I ain't going to believe it. So I'm going with the Dolphins. All right. We agree again. Uh, Packers, Bears, Bears minus one over under 43. Yeah, betting week one of the NFL uh, or even just, I guess, predicting games is hard because we haven't seen these teams play. So you just kind of have to base it off of your offseason evaluations of teams. Um, and I am so low on the Bears. I don't understand how the Bears win totals at seven and a half. This was the worst team in the NFL last season. They signed DJ Moore, and now all of a sudden people are expecting them to make the playoffs and for Justin Fields to win MVP. I, I, I don't know. I don't know why people think that. So I'm going to take the Packers, but this is not necessarily a bet on the Packers. This is more a bet against the Bears, who I think are once again going to be one of the worst teams in the league. They stink. I think the Bears win this game. All right. We're back. But I don't, I don't like this hype surrounding Justin Fields. One, it's so much pressure on the kid. If Justin Fields doesn't go out and, and become a top five MVP candidate, if he doesn't throw for 4,000 yards because he's going to run for a lot as well, of course – everyone's going to call it a, a disappointment and a bust. Let the guy develop. Like I'm not a huge fan of, of Justin Fields taking this Lamar Jackson-esque rise to stardom, but it's just so much pressure on the guy. Like they're expecting him to be Lamar Jackson winning an MVP. He does not have the arm in my opinion of Lamar Jackson. He's not as good of a runner as Lamar Jackson. This Bears well, team isn't that great. There should like, be pressure on Justin Fields. This is no, what no, I get that. his third season in the NFL. Was he top 10 or he's just outside the top 10 pick? He's supposed to be their franchise quarterback. It's time to put up or shut up. There should be yeah, pressure but, on Justin Fields. This but, is the NFL people, we're talking about. I get it, but but shouldn't people hopefully he turns into a I don't know. Um Dak Prescott first. Like, shouldn't I'm not, I'm not like different styles, of course, but shouldn't we see him take a step to, hey, can he be a top 15 quarterback? I mean, instead sure. of saying, can he be top? Like, it just feels like everyone is picking him to be this top three, top five quarterback this year. That's too much pressure on the guy. Well, was he the same draft class as who, who else was in his draft class? Why am I blanking on that? Was it Burrow? Was it Herbert? Was it the Herbert draft or the Burrow draft? Or were they both the same? He was in the. This is all these oh, drafts are all around the COVID era, which is all they all run one year. I know. Um, 2021. 2021. Which was the Herbert and Trevor Lawrence, Trevor Lawrence, Trevor Lawrence, Zach Wilson, Trey Lance. So, yeah, I mean, he's okay. So, uh, I was hoping he was in the in the other uh, draft, the, the 2020 draft, because then I could have said that like those guys are already top five quarterbacks. But I guess yeah, based yeah, on sure. his draft class, he's probably actually doing pretty good. Outside of Trevor Lawrence, the other guys have had a rough go. Uh, Zach Wilson, come on now. He was five and two as a starter last year, I'm pretty yeah. sure. 
Aaron Rodgers said once he retires, Zach Wilson will be the quarterback for the next 15 years for the Jets. Wow, a bold take. Um, all right, so it seems like you and I agree with the Bears to an extent. I think the Bears will be better than you do, but we're still wishy-washy, at least, in regards to Justin Fields. Rams versus Seahawks. Seahawks minus 5.5 over under 46.5. Uh, like the Rams in the spot a lot. Um, I'm not a believer in the Seahawks whatsoever this year. I think they take a step back from last season. I thought last season went about as well as it could have for the Seahawks. And I think last season went about as bad as it could have for the Rams. So I think things will regress to the mean for both teams, which at the end of the day means I think they're a pretty similar skill level teams. I wouldn't be surprised if they finished with the same record or a very similar record at the end of the year. Um, so I will take the Rams. Although Cooper Cup, concerns me quite a bit it's, yeah it's probably not going to play this one right you know you know who's been ripping tyler higby stock very late in drafts like a lot of times last pick this guy tyler higby i think is going to have a monster year uh, as far as fantasy football is concerned uh but the rams aren't good the seahawks i think take a step back i like the under more than anything in this game i think the seahawks probably win this game but five and a half i don't feel like touching I like the under more than anything. Yeah, fairly high number, 46 and a half too. 46 and a half. And maybe I'm wrong or there's something I don't know, but that under seems incredibly likely to hit. I don't hate that bet. Well, I'm glad you don't hate it, Ian. That's a real big vote of confidence. (laughs) I don't hate it. I mean, who needs we don't know what we're going to get from these two teams because they both, I think we can agree had anomaly seasons last year. One, the Seahawks had anomaly season in the right direction and the Rams had anomaly season in the wrong direction. So what version of these teams show up this year? I mean, the Rams are obviously a very different team though. They just won the Super Bowl two years ago. Last year, the Seahawks were supposed to be the worst team in the NFL and they made the playoffs. So I don't know. I don't, I'm not sold on what to expect from either team. I don't, I don't really know. Uh, Raiders, Broncos, AFC West divisional game week one. Broncos minus four over under 44. What do you see? Let me ask you this, Sterling. If Nathaniel Hackett was still the head coach of the Broncos, would you be laying four points on them against the Raiders? I don't think the I don't. I would still take the Broncos personally with a four. But I don't think the line would be. If Hackett was still there, I would still take Broncos minus four. I think the Raiders are that bad. That is my point wow. here. I, I don't think the line. I, I don't think the line would have been that. I think the line would have been minus one, maybe a pick'em game. Right. Sure. Um, my point in saying that was Sean Payton showing up in Denver is supposed to change his team, improve this team, make them into a potential playoff team. And sure, that might be the case. But until I f- visibly see that with my eyes. When I think about the Denver Broncos, I think about how bad they were last year. And they had that primetime game against, who was it, the Colts last year, which was one of the worst football games I've ever watched. And Russell Wilson was missing throws all over the field. And they weren't calling timeouts in time. And they are missing field goals. So that might not be this year's version of the Broncos, but I can't bet on them until uh, that's proven. It's proven to me that they're a very different team under Sean Payton. So I will take the four points with the Raiders. I think the Raiders are really bad, man. I think they're horrible this year. Um, they have some guys. They have Devontae Adams, Max Crosby. I think Josh Jacobs, obviously. They got some guys. Jimmy Garoppolo. But, man, 
that yeah, they don't have a quarterback, wow. don't have an offensive line, they don't have a defense. Uh, the Broncos, I think, are going to take a step forward this year. Not necessarily all because of Sean Payton, but because I, I, I can't. I think Russell Wilson's cooked. Like I think he is done, mm. but I don't think he's possibly as bad as he was last year. Like I, I, I think he's done being like a really good quarterback. I think he's cooked, but he can't possibly be the worst bottom three quarterback in the NFL last year. I mean, it was him and Zach Wilson. Their QBRs were eerily similar for a lot of the year. Like they were brutal. I don't think he's quite that bad this year. He might just be. I think he's bad. I think he's in the same conversation as um, Tannehill. Tannehill, Geno Smith, uh, you, you know, those bottom 10 quarterbacks. Like, I don't think he's even Dak Prescott, Dak Prescott or Kirk Cousins by any means. But I don't think he's Zach Wilson. Well, and that's so, what he was so who, do you, who, who do you who would you rather be the starting quarterback on your team right now, Russell Wilson or Jimmy Garoppolo? Russell Wilson. I think. Now, well, if you take contract into, the, into consideration, no, I don't would, take I would, contract I, and just skill. Who would you rather? I, I, have? I, I would probably still say Russell Wilson. Interesting. I think I'd rather have Jimmy Garoppolo as my quarterback right now. I would say I don't want either. Oh. I'd say give me Zach Wilson so I can tank and get Caleb Williams. There we go. Uh, there's the move. Uh, Cowboys, Giants, three and a half, over under 46 and a half. Another divisional. It's a lot of divisional matchups week one. Yeah, not only that, we get uh, back-to-back primetime games uh, at MetLife Stadium. I think I might go to this game. I might go to Sunday night football against the Cowboys and Giants. Um yeah, because then they have, and then the Jets host the Bills on Monday night. But uh, I like the Giants in this spot, three and a half point underdogs. One thing we know for sure is that they are the better coach team. I would take Brian. I think Brian Dable's a top, potentially a top five coach in the NFL, and Mike McCarthy's a bottom five coach in the NFL. Uh, Dak Prescott, uh, Prescott had a lot of turnover issues last year, a lot of interceptions. I think he was tied for the NFL lead in interceptions with 15. I like some of the moves the Giants made this offseason. I'm interested to see kind of how their receivers work out. Um, I like the Giants to cover in this spot. I think three and a half point underdogs at home in a week one divisional game. It's over that magic number of three. Uh, I'm going to take the Giants. Yeah, I like the cover of three and a half, but I like the Cowboys to win this game. I'm with you with Brian Dable. I think he's a top 10 head coach. I need to see more before I put him in that top five echelon, but I think he's a top 10 head coach. Uh, I love what he did with the Buffalo Bills, obviously. Uh, We saw the emergence last year of Daniel Jones. I mean, he's getting all the talent he possibly can out of of Danny Dimes. So I like that from Brian Dable. I don't think McCarthy is quite as bad as you're making him sound. You said he's bottom five. I don't think he's bottom five. I don't think he's this incredible head coach, but I don't think Mike McCarthy is as bad as a lot of people like to uh, put that title on him. Um, I like the Cowboys winning this game, but I think the Giants cover. All right. And then final game of the week, Bills, Jets, Jets plus two and a half, over under 46 and a half, ringing in the Aaron Rodgers era. What do you see? Uh, I do like the Bills in this spot. I somehow think the Bills are actually kind of being underrated a little bit heading into this year. I think like their win total is only at 10 and a half. This is a team who had the best average point differential in the AFC last season. Better than the Chiefs. Uh, average point differential of plus 8.6. I do like the Jets. I like their defense, but the Jets are going to be a team. I think that I think I, I think they're going to get better as the season progresses because I think Aaron Rodgers might need a little bit 
of time to settle into the system. I know a lot of his receivers are guys he's played with in the past, but still, I think you need a little bit of time to settle in the system, get some chemistry uh, with uh, not only receivers, but just your offense as a whole. Um, so I think the Jets are going to be a team that gets better as the season goes on. And I think a week one uh, game against the second or third best team in the AFC uh, is a big challenge. Uh, now, if the spread was over that magic number of three, maybe I'd be more tempted to take the Jets, but it's under three. It's at two and a half. I'll take the Bills. Yeah, I like the Bills too. I like the Jets, but I'm with you. I think it might take a little bit and maybe Jets fans do need to R-E-L-A-X. We'll see how that plays over in uh, in, in J-E-T-S kingdom out there. Uh, but I like the Bills in this one. Also, Josh Allen is healthy, which I think is a very underrated tar- uh, talking point. He was so injured last year. That arm was hanging on by a thread. So I think a healthy yeah. Josh Allen is going to be a huge difference. I, I see what you're saying with the 10 and a half, but look at their schedule. They're playing a one schedule. They also have the Giants, the Eagles, the Cowboys. Uh, yeah, they have the NFC East. That is going to be very tough. Their schedule does not set up well for Buffalo. Uh, I think they're going to be a really, really good team. But at the same time, I don't know how good that record looks at the end of the year. Uh, they're a very dangerous team come playoff time. But when you play the Chiefs, you play the Chargers, man, that is difficult. Sure. Certainly a tough schedule. All right. Just give me your favorite bet. No, Survivor. Let's do Survivor. You want to start with Survivor? Start with Survivor. All right. Uh, So people don't know the rules of Survivor. You pick a team just to win each week. Point spread does not matter. If the team wins, you advance to the next week. Uh, And uh, if you do, you can't use the same team twice uh, in a season. Um, And then obviously, if you pick a team and he loses, then you're out. So we're going to see who who can win a little 1v1 Survivor pool here. I'm going to take... The obvious pick of the week, which is the Ravens, the biggest favorite of the week. But I don't think the Ravens are a team that you should save. I think you should take them early in the season because, as we've seen in the past couple of years, you don't really know what the state of the Ravens is going to be late in the year. You don't know if Lamar Jackson's going to be healthy. You don't know if he's going to be happy. You don't really know what's going to happen with the Ravens in the second half of the season. So I think the move is to actually use the Ravens early in the year. And this is, as I talked about earlier, I think a nightmare matchup uh, for the Texans here. Uh, And... Uh, John Harbaugh, very good in week one throughout his career as head coach of the Ravens. So uh, I will take the Ravens as my week one survivor. Okay, so I wanted to pick the Ravens. That's too obvious. I didn't want to match you. I'm not going to match you, Ian. And not only that, I might use them again later this year. You know what team I'm not going to use later this year? The Commanders. Zero chance I will use Washington again. So I will use Washington for the simple fact this is the one game where I go, all right, they, they should, again, we mentioned the zig and the zag early. I get all that. I still think they win. Um, all right. That's going to be, I think commanders are going to be the most popular survivor pick in week one, because like you said, you want to use bad teams as often as you can. And this might be the best chance to use the commanders. Uh, they're the second biggest favorite of the week. I think the commander, well, our two picks are going to be the most popular survivor picks in every survivor pool. I think commanders might be slightly more popular, but they scare me. Yeah. All right. I like it. All right. Best bet. What's your best bet? Eagles uh, minus four against the Patriots is my best bet. Maybe it's a trap. I don't necessarily believe in traps when it comes to uh, betting the NFL. Uh, I mean, I know for a fact they don't exist. Sportsbooks don't set lines to try to force people to bet the other side because they know the other side is going to win. That's that's not how sportsbooks work. But 
Uh, I hate the Patriots this year. I think the Patriots are going to stink this year. Uh, I just don't know how they're going to move the ball offensively against this Eagles defense. I'm shocked the spread is only four points for the defending NFC champions against an AFC team that didn't even make the playoffs last year. I think this is a gift from Gambler, the gambling god. I'll take Eagles minus four, my best bet of the week. Uh, I have Ravens minus 10, which is the highest spread. I, yep. But everything we've laid out like and talked team. about, I, I, I just like the Ravens covering that 10, so. I like it. All right. Uh, favorite total bet of the week, the over-unders. Ian, what do you have? Uh, I only have two total bets this week. Um, one of them is the Panthers-Falcons, which I talked about under 39.5. I just think the defense is going to be the strong suit for both these teams early in the season. The offenses, I think, are going to get better as the season goes on. Um, but I am very impressed with the Falcons' um, uh, improvements on defense and also I know trends don't mean anything because they're completely different teams it is worth noting the under is 14 and 6 in the last 20 meetings between the Panthers and the Falcons so a little cherry on top for my under pick for Panthers Falcons uh, Titans Saints I have over 41 and you might be saying why Ooh. both offenses aren't great I think the Titans offense as I mentioned is going to be better than people think they always go against Ryan Tannehill and Mike Vrabel. They're not a great offense, but their defense isn't good, the Titans. And I saw firsthand preseason game. I get it. But that first, the ones for the Saints looked damn good. Derek Carr was moving the ball. They got a lot to prove. There's a lot of talent on that Saints team. Uh, I like the over in this game just based on the fact I think the Titans defense is poor. Saints offense is good. And I also think that the Titans offense is a little bit better than people are giving credence to. So I like the over in that one. All right. Uh, I, yeah, I don't really have a strong feel one way or the other for, for the Titans Saints um, over under, but okay. All right. And the upset of the week, the final one. I'm uh, going Dolphins beating the Chargers. I'll go first. I'll let you take go it ahead. out here. So I, I had the Dolphins beating the Chargers. Uh, upset, maybe. Could be. It sure says so according to the spread. So I'm going to go Dolphins beating the Chargers. What do you have? Uh, I have the Rams beating the Seahawks, uh, which you can get at two to one. Like I said, I think they're actually very similar teams skill wise this year. So I think the odds are, are completely off for that game. I think uh, it's a divisional game. Weird things happen in divisional games. I think Rams at least have enough people healthy that they can give them a run for their money. So I'll take Rams. At least you and I both can't miss every single bet because we disagreed a lot. That's a good thing. Yes. We need like a little counter. We need a tally to keep up our, our regular season record. All right, let's do it. I'm betting on every single game anyway, so I'll, I'll know my record every week. Okay, well, I, I don't because I don't have the bankroll that you do nor the talent that you do. So we, we probably ha- could start right there saying, hey, uh, you win because you win money and I lose money. So there we go. I lost money last year, so we'll see. We'll see if I can bounce back. Well, everyone, thank you guys so much for hanging out. Thank you guys so much for listening. Make sure you guys go to Caesar Sportsbook and use promo code FSBETS10GET. Um, appreciate the comments. Appreciate Ian. First off, Ian, it's been, it's been fun having you back. It's fun being back and doing this together again. We'll have a full season of hanging out with you guys every single Tuesday. So until next time, this was Stacking the Box. We are out. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. 
that crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation? Where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission. At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders. From ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities, CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov careers.